shuffling your papers off a little out. Um, hi, guy. <laughs> Do you want to introduce us? Yeah, welcome to the 13th floor. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. So just like the regular crew. Yeah, typical. <laughs> Here we are. Alex. You're, <laughs> you're tuning in again, so you must like something about us. That's right. And if you if this is your first time listening to the 13th floor, welcome. We're glad to have you. Yeah. Take off your shoes. Stay a while. Yeah, stay a while. Um, <laughs> so for this podcast, we talk about strange things, weird things. And today, we are talking about shadow people. Ooh. But before we get started, we should be answering an icebreaker. What's our icebreaker, Alex? Oh, man. This is another episode where I hadn't thought of it. But, all right. This this will be a fun. And I don't know if I've actually ever mentioned this one on the podcast. But what, what's what's the show that you sat down and you watched? And we you're did this already. completely ashamed of? Yeah, no, we- no, no. Last time we talked about like you're too old to be watching, right? Okay. This is like this a is like different. a show you sat down and you're like, "What have this? I done with my life for the last six yeah. hours?" I'll go ahead and start. All right, go. And we may have mentioned it already on the podcast once, but <laughs> Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Honey Boo Boo. It's true. We have talked about this before. Me, you and, and Nate. Yeah, me and Nate, uh, who's a close uh, Nate's a good friend of ours. And we sat and watched. We probably watched Honey Boo Boo for, honestly, at least six hours. It was hours. And we could not take our eyes off of it. Well, as... What is wrong with me to make me want to watch that much Honey Boo Boo? As James mentioned in our hypnosis episode, his sister's theory that shows like that are hypnotic. Oof. I I think that's that's the case of Honey Boo Boo. It's more so... Mama June. Yeah, Mama June's the hypnotic one. You know, she kind of looks like Hypnotoad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a savage bird. <laughs> I like that. Um, from James, what's yours? Let me think about mine for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, like that's actually harder because I'm I, I don't watch a whole lot of like just TV TV. I watch movies and cartoons, of course. So what am I ashamed of? What do I looked back on? I think, goodness, what is wrong? With <laughs> what, what is, yeah, what is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> oh, it's one of those that inspires self-reflection in the middle of the night. Reflection, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably have to say I'm, I'm a big Aussie fan. I'm a big metal fan in general. But looking back on the Osbournes, like <laughs> oh, it was no. such a dumb show that I looked forward to every week, and it was just it was, what it was a good show. James. <laughs> Don't even. It was literally just dogs <laughs> defecating and people fighting over really, really minor things, which is pretty much every reality show in <laughs> retrospect. Like. But that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I don't really. It's the only reality show I've ever really watched. Now that I think about it, I I could be misremembering, and a lot of younger people listening to this may not have any memory of this channel. But I think that was one of the shows that came on TV Guide channel when you're waiting for to see what's uh, on to see what shows 34. were going to be coming on on this ever rotating. Uh, it was list originally of TV on shows. MTV, but I can totally see it being picked up by TV Guide. Well, maybe not then, because TV Guide channel I watched. What was it? It was the that surreal house, life. That's real life, yeah. The, sur- the surreal life, uh, like the Brett yeah. Michaels dating shows. So that was that was VH1. So it was all VH1 shows. 
I think that mine probably is. Flavor of love. Flavor yeah. of love. Flavor of love. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You know, we all picked reality TV. Yeah, we did. Interesting to note. Oh, yeah. that is interesting. I think that there's something about reality TV that's just... It just feels gross. Now, now after yeah. saying that, one of CC and I's favorite shows to watch is <gasps> Survivor. It is the best. And we love yeah. it. Now, maybe because there's added stakes, because we, we bet on it. Oh, you guys bet on it? Oh, you have, you have to watch it from... Yeah, you have to watch it from the beginning uh, to the end. Yeah. That's the only way it's any fun. You gotta pick someone that's gonna win from the uh, get-go, which is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> If our person wins, then someone gets a gift card. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's pretty I much it. I think that we both picked we the both correct won. person once. Yeah, we've, we've both won. Yeah. Which is pretty good when it starts out with a field of like 24 players. It's a lot of people. But James, next next season, you'll watch with us and we'll all pick. And if you win, you get $25. Okay. Although I think, I think that James would be really good on Survivor. Oh yeah. yeah! You never know. Oh, James, you need to you need to audition. <laughs> I thought you meant it like betting on it. I know you meant like no, surviving. no. You need to uh, you need to yeah, you need to audition. <laughs> I bet you you would survive for a long time, and you could tell the world about the thirteenth floor. There we that go. That could be your, your occupation, <laughs> podcaster. Oh man! I picture James being out there and taking it to an nth degree, where he's fashioned a spear out of someone's shin. <laughs> I no, I picture him. Going into the the forest or the I guess the the yeah whatever it is the woods, the woods and finding a snake and being like look at this snake I'm gonna take this out to show everybody and as he goes to show everybody he gets bit by the snake and they have to <laughs> met it back him off the island very possible <laughs> either that or a spider yeah I was gonna yeah. say I would make friends with a spider hands down yeah <laughs> everyone would be like that guy is so strange <laughs> are are we ready to talk about shadows and we people. Are. Shadows and, people. And James, I might need some backup on this general description of shadow people because strangely enough, there's not a huge consensus on shadow yeah. people. So a shadow person is the perception of like a, this humanoid black mass. A lot of people describe it in the corner of their eye. A lot of people have direct encounters. But typically the black mass also moves. But rarely, at least from the stories that I found, does it directly interact with an individual. It does sometimes. Yeah. But... But physically interact is what I mean. Like they'll they'll approach and all that kind of stuff. But usually a physical interaction is not something that happens. Yeah, to a point where I'm actually skeptical of stories that involve physical interaction. Ah, and that's that's kind of a question. Those are some stories that I was reading about. I actually knocked them out because I'm like, is this more of a ghost story? So because the shadow people are not to be confused with ghosts. Agreed. Uh, they do have similar origin stories, according to some people. Uh, but the interesting thing is they don't have discernible features. Right. It's so, just like staring at a silhouette. It's like staring at a silhouette. I always pictured like it's a drawing of a person and then someone went over with a pen and just marked out the whole thing. Yeah. But it kept its shape. That's yeah. kind of how I've always yeah, pictured They're it. so black. They actually like in a dark room, you can still sort of make them out. They're like a black hole or something. And, uh, it's funny you mentioned ghosts because, like, I think that's the big thing to take home. And I don't have any, like, factual basis for this uh, supposition here. But the way I look at it, ghosts are people who have died. I don't think these things were ever born. Ever. I don't think they have a beginning or end. That's a yeah, theory. That is my personal theory. And it doesn't seem like there's a general consensus on whether these things can talk yeah. or not. 
some stories they do, and then I, I knocked those out Agreed. as well in yeah. my research, and I consider them ghost stories. Yeah, I do too. Rather than shadow people. Uh, but my first story is one I found on this website called shadowpeople.org, and it's this person that compiles various stories that are submitted to them, whether anonymously or not, hmm. into this big like database. Awesome. Okay. Kind of. And there's a ton of stories. They're sorted by long or short, whatever you want to look at. And this story starts with a group of kids at a sleepover. And there's a few boys there that are being babysat by this older girl. She doesn't really have any place in the story, except for that's why all these kids are here. And uh, so these young girls and the person that's telling the story was 10 at the time. And everyone goes to bed and two of the girls are sharing a bed. And one of the boys is sleeping across the room. So, for the sake of this story, because the person wanted to remain anonymous for this, the two girls are going to be named Jane and Jeanette. Okay, did you come up with those names or was that in the... She came up with Jane, I came up with Jeanette. (laughs) (laughs) She also came up with John, which is going to be up here later. Uh, And Jane hears something under the bed and yells at John to turn the lights Mm. on. She thinks she hears something under the bed. John turns the lights on. They all look. Nothing's there. Cece's so freaked out. A few minutes later, Jane starts screaming, it's coming out, it's coming out. And Janet looks and sees this tall black figure standing beside the bed. So both of them see it. And there was a light peering through the door. And no features were discernible on this black mass. (laughs) Cece is like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. No, I'm not. Uh, But she said that the worst part of it all is that it didn't have a normal head. What kind of head? Oh, is that? Yeah, I showed you a picture. Instead, it had a set of two horns. And to get a really good look or a good idea of what she's describing, I looked up a picture of, there's a sheep called the Jacob sheep. And it's got two sets of horns, two that go down and two that go up. Yeah, And if you can imagine imagine that on a humanoid figure, it's pretty terrifying. And so... Uh, How do they get it to go away, does well, it say? So the being started to raise its arms and slowly lean over the girls. And they're screaming. John's woken up, but he doesn't see it. Hmm. So just they see it? Just the two of them see it. And so this thing keeps leaning forward, and they're screaming, and the figure hmm. touches one of them. But they don't feel they don't feel it, and then the figure vanishes. Yeah, mm, I don't know what to think of that. A lot. Yeah. Most of the stories that I've been reading, the figure vanishes in front of their eyes. Uh-huh. That or or it's in the periphery. They look and it's gone. Yeah. Well, I read that a lot of people, like even if you've never seen one, a lot of people might have experienced shadow people by feeling like someone's watching them. Uh, Is that accurate, James? I think that's conceivable. I mean, I think there's a number of explanations for that particular feeling, including that's such an interesting sense, really, because it's something everyone's experienced. And yet, how do we experience it? Like under, uh, especially if somebody's looking at you from behind, it's like, how do we know that? You know what I mean? Everybody's experienced that, but it's like, what sensory yeah. means are we gauging that? It's a weird thing. So, so whether or not it's it's a supernatural or not, I think is debatable. But I, I mean, obviously, everyone I, I can think of, I would be rather shocked if someone hadn't experienced that sensation at some point or another and been validated by finding that someone was in fact behind them at some point. 
That's how I met Alex. I, I thought he was staring at me, what? and I looked, and he was. <laughs> yep. And you were sitting across the table, James, just talking up a storm. <laughs> Not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what's what's your second story? So my next set of stories, and y'all might roll your eyes at first, <laughs> but I want to explain myself. These other stories were compiled on Reddit by Chrissy Stockton at, uh, at the website Thought Catalog. And she compiled these stories in an article titled 17 people on their real world experiences with a shadow person. Mm. The reason I decided to go with this is because despite Reddit being this like semi cesspool, sometimes it's actually a pretty good platform for a lot of people to be pretty honest. I feel like as well. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's very, it's a very strange place, but uh, there's, there's forums where it feels like everybody is being genuine. Yeah. And these stories feel genuine because they're not they're not wild. And there's no way for me to verify. But I do have some gripes with this article because there's several stories where, A, people talk. So I kind of dismiss them as ghost stories. There's a physical interaction, like a touch on the shoulder. And then also there's weird stories where you can see what clothes the person's wearing, like That's, color of their clothes, which no. is not a shadow person. Yeah. Agreed. And the last thing is they've seen them turn collapse on all fours and run like an animal well, and then turn white some i don't know about the turn white but i know there are some entities that people claim are shadow people that could possibly mm. do that but interesting i'll go into it later oh i want to hear about that yeah. that sounds cool makes me wish i maybe included one of those <laughs> um so this one is called uh the precious or sorry it's called the Sacred Blood Cemetery. The reason I called it Precious is because I did research on the Sacred Blood Cemetery, and I can only find the Precious Blood Cemetery. So I think he was mistaken on the name because he was on a vacation. He says that, you know, they're at the cemetery uh, as if the name wasn't creepy enough already. Right. And after a while, they they were out, and they started feeling really creeped out. So they're like, okay, we're going to leave. And they turned around, and they said about, 30 feet away or so, there's a dark outline of something that was peering from behind a tree. And they had a sinister feeling. And he said that, you know, his heart started pounding and it was kind of hard for him to breathe. And first he kind of tried to dismiss it as maybe like a part of the tree, just like a a natural formation of a tree. You know, trees could be creepy, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but they noticed that as they walked around the tree, that object that he thought was part of the tree continued to rotate with it. Ugh. And he started to realize that it was in the shape of a person. Mm. This is like Slenderman stuff. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. See, you aren't, you aren't safe at home. You aren't safe out in public. Yeah. So uh-huh. what, what did they do? I would run in the other direction. That's exactly what they did. Hey. This was not a horror movie. Good. They decided to make the right decision. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said that it was absolutely terrifying. Let's hightail it. Yeah. Yeah. So my next story is one where these people decide to be paranormal investigators. Ooh, don't do it. Well, it kind of. So this guy was at work and he was talking to his coworker and he was talking to him about how he likes paranormal things. And his coworker and friend is like, did I ever tell you that my house is haunted? <laughs> and this guy, <laughs> this guy's first reaction was, 
we've known each other for two years and you haven't told me your house is <laughs> <A> valid <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he thought that was weird. So he he was going to go over to his friend's house with with his friend's wife and they were going to stake out the location. So they, they were just goofing off. They went over to have beers, have pizza and just kind of he wanted to see if he saw anything because he, he was so into paranormal activity. Well, about 10.30 came around and nothing had happened, and he was about to leave. But before he left, his friend was like, hey, let's go see my manga collection, or manga collection, <laughs> depending on who you are. <laughs> so he went and looked, and he took him into his spare... That's why I say these tr- these stories are true. No one would admit that they went and looked at a manga collection. <laughs> I'm just kidding anybody out there. I'm just kidding. Um, And so he took him to a spare bedroom where he collect all this stuff and his wife's in there and they see the wife's face go white as a sheet as he describes it. And she's looking directly behind the two guys. And so his friend turns his head real quick and he sees his draw drop. And then he he turns, sees his drop. He sees his friend's jaw drop. Oh, so his friend turns his head like, Oh, and so he turns and looks and five feet from them is a solid black outline of a person just standing in front of the door. (laughs) And he said that they all just stood there staring at it for about a minute. And the figure just gradually faded into nothingness. No. Yeah. And so the, the people were like, that's the most horrifying thing they'd seen because all they had ever seen at the house was mostly sounds and like gotten these feelings. It was because he was there. Yeah. So the, this, uh, this, I guess this shadow was a go- was a uh, show off. And I've got one last story. This is our first write-in story, everybody. Yes. Okay. I'm going to read it straight from the horse's mouth or that Anthony's writing. It's from, drum roll please. Yeah. yeah. My brother, Anthony. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, so this is our first write-in story from yes. your brother. And it's yeah. exciting. Uh, hey, just so our listeners know, if you all ever want to share a story with us, as we always stay at the end, you could send us emails and all that, but you could also direct message us on Twitter if you don't feel like sharing your story with everybody else. And if you want us to keep it anonymous, you can tell us to keep it anonymous. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys and know about the strange things yeah. that you experience. Like. People have been seeing shadow people for centuries. So I bet you anything, some of our listeners have seen a shadow person. Yeah. You Tell people have been story. seeing these for centuries and we get one story. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. No, read it. Read it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, all right. I was 16 years old, junior year of high school. My friend and I were at a house. My friend wanted to go back to the park and play basketball. I felt like making cookies. So my friend left and I stayed home. I was home alone, and he went to the kitchen. No, I went to the kitchen. I went to the kitchen. My sister was in college, so she was in classes, and my dad was working. This is a lot of detail. Yeah, he remembers it vividly. (laughs) He really does. Anthony might have a photographic memory. (laughs) I began making chocolate chip cookies. After about 10 minutes, I start to get a weird feeling. I felt like someone was watching me. I started playing music and just trying to get my mind off of it. From the corner of my eye, I kept seeing a shadow. I would turn and there would be and there would be nothing there. That happened about three times in the spur of 15 minutes. After constantly turning my head and thinking, I'm seeing some shadow, my mind began to race. 
I started thinking about ninjas and that there must be somebody dressed in all black watching me like a ninja or maybe a burglar. (laughs) Anthony's jumped into some far-reaching conclusions. I just have a strange feeling. I started to put the cookies in the pan and then the dogs began barking and jumping off the couch and racing to the front door. I had two dogs, a chow and a chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) This is like he's actually been hypnotized. This is like he's recalling it in a trance. (laughs) Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat, Anthony. These dogs never really barked unless someone was coming to the front door. I figured either my sister or my father had returned home. As I turned around to see who came home, I noticed a black shadow standing in between the doorway of the kitchen and the living room, just staring at me. I jumped and screamed, and the shadow darted down the hallway. The dogs and my cat chased after it, barking and running wild. I immediately thought, wow, must be a burglar. (laughs) (laughs) I grabbed the largest knife I could find, because I don't own a gun. He doesn't own a gun, you guys. Anthony, you gotta get you a gun. I turned down the hallway. (laughs) Yeah, I would after that. I turned down the hallway, and looking down the hallway, I noticed that every single door in the hallway was wide open. Coat, closet, oh, sorry, coat closet, bathroom, three bedrooms, and a linen closet. We never kept our doors open. We did not. I personally hated keeping my bedroom door open because I just don't like when the pets get in my room. (laughs) (laughs) So when I looked down the hallway and noticed every single door open, I thought, wow, (laughs) must be a burglar. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I noticed the dogs chasing after, after it, so I thought it must be someone. Why would a cat and dogs go wild chasing after nothing? The three animals ran to my parents' room, so with my knife, I ran screaming, ready to kill. I remember screaming, ah, I'm going to kill you, mother. Beep. (laughs) (laughs) You picked the wrong house to rob. Beep. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so unused to censoring. Um, I run into my parents' room and notice the animals looking all around like they wondered where did it go. There was absolutely nothing. I looked behind the door, under the beds and closets, behind the shower curtain. Whatever the hell that thing was, it was gone. I went to every single room and absolutely nothing. I was all alone, just me and the animals. I didn't know what I had seen, and I didn't return until someone else was home. I didn't want to be alone in that house again. Ooh. That was a very funny and also harrowing story, Anthony. Harrowing. (laughs) Anthony, thank you for sending that to us. Yeah. Uh, I remember the day that he called me and said, are you home? I was like, no, I'm at school. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, oh. Did he tell you what happened? Yeah, he said there's, there was someone in the house. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. So that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, your but you know, like he, when he says that he grabbed a knife, like the house that we lived in was pretty creepy, and I would regularly sleep with a knife next to my bed in case something happened or someone was watching me. So I got creeped out in that house a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I believe him. Hmm. Well, I mean, his story is so detailed. I mean, how could it How could it yeah. not have happened? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's all the stories I have for today. Now, right. who's, who's next? Sir James is next. Sir because James. guess what? Sir James has seen a shadow person yep. himself. James, will you please tell us about your shadow person experience? Sure thing. Uh, really, it's a few experiences. Um, but, yeah. 
when I was about, it started when I was about uh, five or six. I uh, I would be going to bed, and sometimes I would hear something breathing in the room. And when I would look up, and all my life I've slept in pitch black. I, I don't like having TVs or nightlights. Or, it's distracting for me. Good man. Yeah. And uh, I noticed this figure would would just it would stand out in the darkness it would stand out vividly and it was just so far removed despite being human shaped it was so far removed from anything i would could feel of as human that it was just it was terrifying and i would i would be very scared of it and around this time my uh, my friend who lived next door he had begun playing with an imaginary friend and so I started talking to him about it because it was completely news to me. I didn't know such a thing existed. And uh, when he explained to me that it was a friend that only he could see, I was like, oh, that's what I have then. I have an imaginary friend. It just, you know, it made sense. So uh, after that, I was less concerned about it. It it would still show up and and do frightening things, but I I was less concerned about it because I thought, oh, it's my imaginary friend. Things would go missing. Oh, it must be my imaginary friend, the shadow man. And uh, this is where things get really weird. Uh, I say that every episode. This is where things you get do. really weird. Um, and then in 10 minutes, you're also going to tell us, this is where it gets really weird. Think, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, within a couple of years' time, or a year or so, I started seeing him in the daytime. And mm-hmm. usually what would happen is sometimes I would enter a room where no one else was, and I would see a shadow in the corner of my eye. And when I looked, it would be gone. And then other times, this this is what strikes me as unusual, if no one was around. Because sometimes it would just be me and Mandy, and uh, she is asleep a lot. Like, like, that's never changed. I'm an insomniac, and she's like a hypersomniac. So quite often, I was alone. And when I was alone, and there was no one else around, sometimes I would hear music. And we had a piano, and I would hear music on the piano. And when I would go into the room where the piano was there would be a shadowy figure sitting there and then it would just immediately vanish and the music would stop. Yeah. Now the, this is like where horror this is what stuff. Yeah. Now this is what's very strange about that. There were only two songs that would ever play. And I didn't know the names of those songs when I was little. As I got older, I knew that they were made by the same person. I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> it was, they, they were, it was moonlight sonata and fur Elise every time. One of the two. How strange is that? I mean, I was a little kid. If I imagine huh. that, why would I be consistent about two songs that I didn't have any knowledge were made by the same composer? So that's weird. Uh, after a few years, I started realizing that one, you know, as I gained a little bit of knowledge, one, imaginary friends are imaginary. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. was not. And two, they're friends. <laughs> the name should have given it away yeah. that this thing was antagonistic and therefore not an imaginary friend. And then uh, I just forgot about it. Totally forgot about all of that. It just wasn't a thing for me. Years and years passed. And then one day, me and my friend, we went to a movie. This was when we were teenagers, and he was driving. And we were on our way back down an old country road, because we lived both lived in the middle of nowhere. And uh, something ran in front of our car. Well, his car. And... It's kind of like, you know, you see the uh, the family crossing signs by the freeway. Mm-hmm. It was kind of oh, like yeah. that. It was a, a black 
figure. And when I say black, I don't mean a a human being with a dark complexion. I mean something darker than the night sky from head to toe darted past the car to a point that he braked and screeching in the middle of the road. And so he once, saw it too. Yes, he absolutely saw it too. And once that happened, all those memories just sort of came flooding back. And thankfully, the internet was a thing by then. And I, I looked it up. I was like, you know, shadows that you see in the corner of your eye and voila, tons of people. Shadow people. Yeah, tons of people had seen it. Many of them, uh, you'll probably cover this in a little bit, Cece. A lot of the stories involve a hat. I never saw a hat. That's a good thing, James. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that's true. You know, there seems to be a correlation between the hat and more being more infernal, I guess, in nature. Malevolent. Malevolent. There we go. Good, good choice of word. Um, and uh, just recently, I, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but just recently, I had the opportunity to talk to a, a very interesting exorcist about uh, this phenomena, and he asked me two questions. He said, "Well, these are the two important questions to to really ask yourself." Are, is this a willful presence or a passive presence? That is to say, is it something that's actively maintaining its presence in the world, or is it something that just happens to be here? And two, is it malevolent, benign, or neutral? And I said, without hesitation, I said, willful and malevolent. Absolutely, no doubt about it. This is something that actively maintains its presence in the world and something that's bad. And the way I thought of them uh, when I was little was I thought of them as something that was never born. I thought of them as something that never died, that never lived. It's just like they're they're beyond all that. That's always the feeling I got when it was around. Because, you know, when I was little, I knew about ghosts and I never got that feeling from from them. I never felt like they were ever human. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, are you talking about hat people later? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about them briefly. Ah, cool. But, uh, Just wanted to make sure. Did, did your sister ever see them? Uh, no. And, uh, yeah, she never saw them. And later on in life, I uh, actually kind of coined a word for them. Because I, I, at the time, um, shadow people just felt generic. And there's actually songs. I actually wrote a song about shadow people. But there are songs about shadow people. So it just goes to show how ingrained they are in like 20th century zeitgeist that that there's pop culture references to them that predate all the skeptic sites say, oh, well, it just comes from and you'll probably talk about this later. You know, the the radio shows of the 90s and all that. No, there are songs from the 60s about shadow. People. Well, there's there there's artwork dating back, you know, centuries that shows mm. it's not necessarily just like a black mass, but like people lying in bed with like some type of monster on their chest and stuff. Some people think that that might be uh, well, evidence. Of- that's an interesting point, uh, Cece, actually, because there's a connection between seeing shadow people in waking life yes. and having sleep paralysis in the mm-hmm. night. And that's what you, that painting depicts. Yes. And, and that's a universal cultural thing around yeah. the world is, is yeah. I'm going to talk Sorry, a little bit about. Are you going to cover that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk yeah. a little bit about sleep paralysis here in a few, but, uh, uh, but yeah. They're, I mean, people uh, have been seeing these things for a very long time across cultures. Yeah. So it's interesting that my stories and yours are about malevolent shadow people, but there's also stories of like shadow people that aren't malevolent, and they actually some of them give people a sense of calm. Yeah, and when they're in their presence, and that is shocking to me. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there was one story of this old lady who whose husband had passed away a couple of years back. 
And she had a shadow person that would show up every couple nights and crawl in her bed and no. just and it would just lay there. It wouldn't touch her. It would just lay there. And she said it was a soothing feeling. That would that terrify the, the person. The person that was that person's grandchild was like, "Grandma, that ain't normal." <laughs> I'm sleeping no. in your bed. And so he was like, I don't know if it was any better or not, but he slept in the shadow person's spot on the bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure grandma sacrificed grandpa to the devil. That's why she felt comfort in this demon. Good in Lord. Oh, goodness. Yeah, but there's people that feel calm around them. And some people just, they see it and they say they don't feel fear. They just are like, hmm. it's just there. Yeah, Ugh. it's interesting. What well, other stories you got, James? Uh, that's really about all I can oh, think okay, of. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. thought I thought you had like multiple spirits or so, something. Uh, well, no, I mean that was that covers the bulk of the encounters. I mean, the, it was again throughout childhood, and then it stopped, and then it happened in front of another individual, which caused me to remember all those those bizarre childhood those encounters, rep- repressed memories. Uh, James, <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you. Do you think that children see things like shadow people? More than adults do, because a lot of the stories that I found were like kids recalling. Yes, people were calling things that they saw when they were a child. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the reason not for this, I think, you know, I'm I'm not trying to say it was a documentary, but uh, <laughs> I think one of the chief reasons is because I think they are malevolent, and I think that children are a great uh, source of energy for malevolent beings because they're easier to frighten, easier to intimidate, easier to sort of uh, get what they want out of them. Because, I mean, if... Monsters, Inc. Yeah, Monsters, they, they Inc. They try to scare the kids <laughs> because they get the most fear out of them. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. I think they like to torment people. I think that they uh, sustain themselves off of misery. And I think that children are a better source of that than an adult in that sense, in that context. That's a pretty big theory with lots of people. Uh, Interesting. That these things feed off of fear. Which, you know what yeah. else apparently feeds off fear? Lizard people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So many. It's just all of it's tied together. Yeah. But isn't it terrifying when your kid or your pet starts staring at the corner of a room? Oh, yeah. And they're transfixed on something. My daughter did that a couple of weeks ago when she woke up. She was screaming, her teeth hurt, and she just stared in the corner of her room. And I was like, what is she looking at? <laughs> terrifying. Ooh, weird. Okay, but I guess it's my turn? I guess so. All right, so I am covering some possible explanations for what shadow people could be. Hmm. I'm interested to hear these. Besides sleep paralysis, what people seems to be a general consensus that disbelievers use to explain it, but then no one can explain yeah. why they show up during the well, day. Well, what I don't get about that is, is most awake. exactly, mo- every sighting I've had was during waking life. I've had sleep paralysis my whole life. There's no conflating the two experiences. It's Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll get into some of those things uh, shortly because there are some, mm. some hiccups that I have with some of these theories. Uh. But then there are some theories where it's like I have a hiccup, but at the same time it's like, how do you explain this? So, okay, so... One thing that really kind of overwhelmed me with this topic was there are lots of theories out there as to what these things are. Like everybody thinks it's something different. So, uh, Mm. which I guess isn't too surprising considering, as I said, people have seen these things for centuries. So it kind of varies across cultures as to what people think. Mm -hmm. So let's hop on in. Uh, Our first theory regarding these terrifying shadow people 
And I guess this isn't too surprising. I know you guys don't think that these are ghosts, but that's one of the big things that people think they are. People think they're ghosts, mm. uh, which I guess isn't so far-fetched no. considering, you know, what people generally think of as a ghost. Like, it's it's just a, something that's not supposed to be there. It's a spirit of some sort. Right. So, and here's a serious question. When I was doing my research, do ghosts like being called ghosts? <laughs> or do they want to be called something different? So I've been told you should never call a ghost a ghost. You should call it a spirit. Uh-huh. I mean, according to the sixth sense, they just want you to do something for them. Yeah, they yeah. just need help. I prefer the term ethereal American. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to kind of lump some of these different types of ethereal <laughs> beings uh, into this theory. So basically the idea that shadow people are ghosts, poltergeists, demons, incubi. How do you say that? Incubi. Inc- incubi incubi or demons. Succubi. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jin, mm. which is also, I didn't realize this, but they're like possibly genies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what the Jin are. I learned a lot. Neat stuff. And this is the one thing, remember you said that they can turn into animals? Jin, mm-hmm. apparently, according to some website that I looked at, said that they, Jin can possibly transform into animals. That's true. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I know all of these ethereal beings are different, but they all kind of fall under the same umbrella, right? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Okay. So people theorize that they're harmless Mm. and then others say they're evil, which is kind of what, this that's what I would think if I were to experience one. Yeah. And James, obviously you know that they're more. I've I've got actually like a surprise part of the story, but I'm gonna wait till you're done because there's there's one more encounter and I thought I'm gonna hold off. No, James is a shadow person. (laughs) James is no so (laughs) So what you're telling me, James, is I'm not gonna sleep again tonight. Probably not. After you tell me your little tidbit. Yeah. I didn't sleep last night. I Alex woke up this morning and the lights were on in the bathroom. It's because, it's because I woke up and I was like, oh. okay, anyways, back to ghosts. If they are evil, people believe they, they're basically just negative energy. They feed off of mm. fear, as we were just saying, which is why they're black in color. Black is kind of like a universal color for oh, evil. Yeah, basically dementors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dementors. Just sucking all the happiness out of the room. Um, and I have a family friend, actually named Jay, who is pretty well-versed in paranormal phenomena. And she um, told my aunt Diane, which is who I talked about, about this with, but she says that shadow people are spirits that have underdeveloped light and can be menacing. Sometimes they're trying to reach someone. Sometimes they just like to wreak havoc. So just like a spirit. Hmm. That's according to Jay. Some have hats, which are the ones you really want to watch out for because – if you see one wearing a hat, it's supposed to be a bad omen. Hmm. If you see one with a hat, it means that something bad is going to happen to you. So Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why a hat. Yeah, right? <laughs> What's so ominous about a hat? Well, I'll get into some theories about that shortly. Oh, interesting. So a weird shaped head. Well, they <laughs> say some <laughs> some people say that these shadow people have colored eyes, James. Do you? Yeah. Did you ever see any colored eyes? I did not, but I, I've heard stories where you know red that would seems be to be common. Yeah, it incredibly is, off-putting. It is terrifying. I cannot say that I have seen a shadow person. At least not like I've had the feeling that someone was watching me and thought that I've seen someone in my peripheral vision. But like for me, it didn't feel like it was menacing. Hmm. But when I was younger, 
I used to always see a pair of red eyes staring into my bedroom. Oh, goodness. What? Yes. And I always thought that it was, sometimes they looked like two little laser pointers, like someone was pointing a laser pointer in my room, but sometimes they looked like like literal human eyes that were just glowing and red. Uh, it was it was terrifying. Yeah, I'm and pretty s- sure you saw a shadow person. That sounds exactly like what that is. You didn't see anything oh, I else. Just got, I just got chills. Well, I know. It was just like, for me, I guess I didn't really connect that it was like a shadow person because it didn't have an outline. It was just like all I saw were the eyes. Uh, and it was dark outside. So yeah, I know that you said when you see it, it's like so dark that you can see it in the dark. Right. But, but I mean, the all the, everybody's story seems to vary. I would, I would totally qualified man that's weird yeah you and your brother saw oh. flipping shadow people yeah you ain't never sleep stop it <laughs> stop it <laughs> all right so well fortunately i haven't seen these eyes in a really long time knock on wood oh there you go. <laughs> see, see. okay so anyways some people th- as i said some people think they're feeding off the fear of their victims must be good eating in that case because <laughs> now i'm freaking out i don't even see one Hope they're getting a good meal. Okay, so <laughs> theory two: astral projections. Oh, have you heard this theory, James? Well, there's a connection between astral projection and sleep paralysis too. Well, some people seem to think that shadow people are people who are experiencing out of body experiences. Uh, well, see, it's funny because people who have sleep paralysis, like in my case as well, often experience out of body experiences. What if when people having sleep paralysis see a shadow person, they're seeing their ethereal self? You know, I, oh, freaky. Well, you know, in voodoo, um, <laughs> in voodoo, your shadow is your soul. And that's why you're very vulnerable to hexes at noon because you don't have a shadow because your soul has left your body. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, when I picture this <clears throat> astral projection idea, I think of Doctor Strange. Mm. Oh, like yeah. when Me he too. left his body. If instead of seeing Doctor Strange like Benedict Cumberbatch, you just saw Black Shadow, that would be such a boring movie. <laughs> if every time he he astral projected, he was just a black mask. Black Shadow, very true. But this is the thing. This this is my question about astral projections. Why the heck would someone astral project into my bedroom? Right. Well, maybe they didn't mean to. That's the only thing I could think it would be is just, an well, accidental projection. Why do people act accidentally astral project into my bedroom? Yeah. Doesn't make much sense to me. Well, well you, you, hey, you got to practice. <laughs> you you got to practice. You got to practice. That's you know, true. Eventually, you could get that astral projection to go where you want it to. All right. Astral projections. Mm. Theory three. Time travelers. Some people, for some reason, think that these shadow people are time travelers, which, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they huh? are. Some people think, this is this is what the theory that I read, is that like some people- lost in time. Man, you are really creepy today, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm already scared enough, man. Okay, some people think that our technology in the future is just so advanced that time travelers can block out their identities and become anonymous. Oh. But again, why the heck would someone in the future just decide to randomly appear and, you know... Johnny Appleseed's bedroom while he's sleeping and stand or, over his bed. Or just decide to run in front of James's car. Like, I'm going exactly. to scare him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like, for time travelers, can't you think of something more interesting to do? Like, yeah. literally everything? Nah, that one's kind of nonsense. And why would time travelers be so concerned about hiding their identity? Like, wouldn't we just think that they were just like a regular person? Yeah, right. They just snap back to 
the future and be like, well, it was a close one. You don't want to risk destroying yeah, the timeline. Paradoxes. <laughs> the only don't time I could think it. of someone, the only time I could think of someone being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hide my identity is if you're going back to see like your younger self. Yeah. And in that case, my, if they're that advanced, if they have time travel, be a hologram of some other person, you know, come. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go visit Egypt as Tupac. Don't go as a flipping shadow monster. Yeah, I'm going to go visit with uh, Charlie Chaplin, but I'm going to look like Sia. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) I I don't know either. I don't know. All right. Are you guys ready for theory four? Yeah. Sure. Shadow people are interdimensional beings. Now, that one I can buy into, and that one I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I buy into that one. People from other dimensions bleeding into our own. and It's, I, big, fe- it's big feats. Big feats, yeah, big <laughs> feats. And that's why the eyes are glowing yeah. red, you know, that's an evil big yeah, feat. That's, that's an evil big feat. Well, I read somewhere that these interdimensional beings are, like, slightly phased out. So like, they're just, like, walking from, mm. you know, in their own dimension. Dimension to dimension. No, they're just walking in their own dimension, but it's like the dimensions are bleeding into one another. I like it. And that's why they're black and distorted. In in some cases, I read that their movements are kind of like jerky. Like, Uh, yeah, I know. That's what terrified me. Yes, stop it. Stop it. I don't want to think about it. it. I don't want to think about it. All right, next theory. Let's. Okay. I like this. It's like it's like watching someone be tortured. It really is. I've been doing research on these for the past like three days, and I made the mistake of watching all those videos that you sent me at like eleven thirty <laughs> at night, James. Yeah. So I haven't slept in about three days. Those are really more of like a lunch break kind of kind of thing to watch. <laughs> yeah, I wish you had told me that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so next theory: aliens. Apparently, shadow people. This is a common thing. They appear to people who claim to have been abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. So I guess the aliens just coming back to do research. I picture them checking in on uh, their abductees to see how whatever experiment they performed is working. Like I, I love the idea that they're basically like extraterrestrial versions of David Attenborough. <laughs> Which the, incidentally, when I was a kid, I would tell people that. When I was little, I would tell people, it's like, I'm actually an alien. Uh, I come from another planet, and I'm here doing a nature documentary about people. <laughs> I could see you doing that. I could yeah. see you doing that nowadays, yeah. James. <laughs> yeah, I, I just pictured like these are intergalactic doctors checking in on their patient after a colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you okay, ma'am? Okay, so if you remember from our Alien Encounters episode, though, people who claim to have been abducted by aliens tend to have some similarities including regularly experiencing sleep paralysis. Yep. Well, that leads me on to my next theory. Ooh. And that is that shadow people are just in our minds. Mm. It's just in our minds. You wake up in the middle of the night and you think you see a black figure standing over your bed. You blink and then it's gone. It could easily just be your brain trying to make sense of something in the dark. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I used to always think pile of clothes that I had in oh, yeah. my room was a person. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I think most people have probably experienced something yeah. like that. The brain yeah. is hardwired to find patterns even where there are none. Yeah. So lots of people report waking up, seeing shadow people standing in their bed. Sometimes they can't move, pr- paralyzed. Sometimes they feel pressure on their chests, which is horrifying. Their hearts are racing because if you saw somebody standing in your room in the middle of the night, it would be horrifying. Yep. Mm-hmm. So sleep paralysis, it happens when your brain wakes up before your body while you're in a dreaming state. So that's REM sleep, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So when we dream, our bodies fully relax. So if your brain wakes up before your body, you wouldn't necessarily be able to voluntarily move or talk, which would be terrifying. It is. Yeah. I, I've, I've never experienced this, but I think have both of you experienced this? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that James, James, you've experienced a lot. I've only experienced it once. Ah, nice. Yeah. I've experienced it quite a few times, uh, several, several, several times. Yeah. And you oh. said that you always see Pyramid Head? Uh, yeah, either that or an executioner, which Pyramid Head, I mean, if uh. you think about it, he fits the archetype of an executioner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, fortunately, I, praise to God, did not see anything. Uh. But I remember waking up and just thinking, why can't I move my hands? Uh. Like, trying to move my move my body. Which is also yeah. pretty horrifying. Uh, yeah. well, you know, this is interesting. You know, the we've talked about how out-of-body experiences and uh, sleep paralysis are connected. That same exorcist I was telling you about, I was talking to him about that. And I said that I experienced sleep paralysis uh, and then subsequently out-of-body experiences. And he said, are you, you sure you don't have it backwards? Uh, and he presented the theory that uh, sleep paralysis is actually a result of the traumatic uh, recall of the body and consciousness, the, the merging being uh, somewhat difficult, and that Astral projection leads to that the the difficulty of refusing the body and consciousness leads to sleep paralysis as a as a byproduct. So it's like your body's trying to get your soul's trying to get back in your body, and it's like having trouble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a computer that's rebooting, it's taking forever. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> the screen's on, but <laughs> oh, man, now I want to watch Ghost in the Shell again. the 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 good one, not the not the live action. <laughs> the anime one. Yeah. Well, according to Mayo Clinic, more than 3 million people report experiencing sleep paralysis every year, which actually seems a little low to me. Yeah. I don't know. Considering there are, you know, what, 7 billion people in the world? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I've never met anyone that had experienced it till you two. Mm. So. Yeah, but that's two people on one podcast who have experienced it. Ba-ba-bum. But maybe, maybe, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that's out of how many people have I known before you all? <laughs> after? Stop it. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, bouts of sleep paralysis can last anywhere from a couple of seconds to a couple of minutes. Hmm. Treatment? Better sleep, you goof. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed at a reasonable hour. Okay. Try to rid your room of distractions. You know, stuff. Interesting. I, I guess I just assumed that sleep paralysis was just this thing that happens no matter what. Yeah, well, there is definitely a genetic component. Um they have found that there is a heritable link, uh, whether or not it's gene. because yeah, there you go, the ghost gene. <laughs> Ooh, that, that'd be a great book title, the ghost gene. Yeah, I like that. Well, another interesting theory about shadow people being all in our minds. In recent years, Swiss scientists were able to identify part of the brain that, when stimulated, can make a person think that they've got somebody following them, like a shadow following them. Oh, and sometimes it's just like right beside them or behind them and copying their every move. Uh, the scientists so uh, found this. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they stimulated the temporoparietal junction. Parietal. There, there you go. That's the word. <laughs> which is it's the part of the brain that, according to Gizmodo, which is where I read this, defines the idea of self. So. Hmm. When the scientists stimulated that part of a woman's brain as an epileptic epileptic woman, 
uh, she reported seeing this copycat presence mimicking her. And it was sitting behind her. But she also said at one point that the shadow tried to take a flashcard out of her hand or something like that. Hmm. Which was I thought was weird. They wanted to learn. Very. Well, <laughs> but they, they think that that part of the brain might explain why, like, you know, schizophrenic people might report seeing shadow people. Maybe mm. there's something going on with that part of their brain. Or just, like, why regular yeah. people report having seen yeah. a shadow Based person. Based on that logic, though... You know, when people are having strokes, they smell burnt toast. Conclusion, toast doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Uh, Well, the catch with this theory and this idea that it's all in the brain, this is the problem that I have with that. How does that explain a case where more than one person has seen Mm -hmm. the shadow person? Yeah, as well as seeing them in waking life under, under ordinarily very lucid circumstances. Yes. Well, one theory, though there's literally no scientific proof for this, uh, some people theorize that very low and ultra low frequencies can, quote, manifest visual hallucinations and feelings of intense fear in people and animals, which I guess could explain it, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. (sighs) Back to Hatman, though. Uh Some people think that because, you know, a lot of people report seeing these shadow people wearing a hat, waking up with this dark mass above your bed, and they're wearing a fedora. Yeah. Who else wears a fedora, you guys? Atheists. Uh, <laughs> <James>. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Too. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's pretty good. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, hipsters. Freddy <laughs> Krueger. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh. Oh. Some people think that maybe people are seeing this figure because Freddy Krueger is such a cultural phenomenon that people might just, when they, they think they're seeing something, it's like just, their brain just goes to Freddy Krueger because <laughs> Freddy Krueger haunts you in your dreams. Yeah, it goes right back yeah. to that Tulpa talk we had. You know, culture influences what people think and what people think influences what they see. So I can see that being the case, yeah. That's a possibility. How do you get rid of shadow people, you guys? Mm. Like permanently or in the moment? both <laughs> oh i don't know youtuber Haley reese which she has a lot of really good videos james you, this is the one you sent to me mm. this is the only one that didn't like scare me <laughs> um but she had some re- she has a really cool channel go check it out because i ended up like going on a tangent and watching like 12 of her videos so anyways uh she has some suggestions because she has seen shadow people too she says when she was little she would just turn on the lights really quickly and when she did it they would just disappear so <laughs> I guess that's one option. Turning on the lights? Turning on the lights. Hmm. When she turned on the lights, she'd think she'd see it, and then she'd turn on the light, and it's gone. Hmm. But now she says when she sees one, you know, you guys know what she does. What? She just rolls over and goes back to sleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I would no do? Way. You know what I would do if I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a shadow person in my room? I would crap my pants. Well, you know what I used to do? When I was afraid at my house where my brother saw the shadow person, I would turn on the Disney channel. <laughs> and this is the thing. I would always wake up at three in the morning, uh, which is supposed to be- Same. It, three o'clock on the dot. Three o'clock is when you. I would get sleep What'd paralysis you know? too. Oh, stop it. Well, it's- no, really. Like According to some demonologists, 3 a.m. is the diabolical hour. It's uh, the secondary waking point for human beings, and it's also an inversion of the time in which Christ was crucified, which was 3 p.m. But that's that's based on pretty loose hearsay. I'm not ascribing to that. I'm just saying that's what I've uh, heard from a few sources. I don't like it. 
every time I wake up, I, I mean, it still happens regularly. If I wake up, it's always around three yeah. or between three and four. Hmm. And then I go and I turn on the bathroom light. But when I was when I was in college, I'll be honest, I was in college, uh, I would turn on the Disney Channel and just stay up until the sun, sun came up, mm. read a book or something. Oh. And if that's not what I would do now, if, the, if I saw one of these in our room, Alex, I would wake you up. I would say, put your stuff in a bag, grab the baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to a hotel. Uh, so anyways. Well, yeah. Another suggestion by Miss Haley Reese is to just stay positive. Sounds easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But say. what she says does, I guess, make a lot of sense because if these things are malevolent, uh, she kind of suggests that if you radiate positive vibes, they're not going to want to be around you because they feed off of fear. Mm. So it's all about the vibrations, man. Oh. Yeah. And one last suggestion, and this one coming from my wonderful Aunt Diane, sage your house. Uh. Just roll up a big old husk of sage and husk. light it up and walk around your house. <laughs> I don't know. And then wave <laughs> it in the corners of your room. And she said to chant a mantra. She said to speak with authority and tell all the bad spirits to get the heck out of there, but tell the good spirits to stay. Hmm. You want to keep those good spirits. I think this is what Long Island medium Teresa Caputo does. She's my favorite. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like in all of her episodes, she's got like, you know, the little leaves that she's like shaking into the corners. Yeah. You just brought it full circle. That's one of those reality shows that you do like. Yeah. I love Long Island Medium. <laughs> if I could meet her and have her give me a reading, ugh, yeah. I w- my life would be made. Is that show still on? I don't know. I know that she does tours. I almost paid to go see her wow. at Rep Arena. <laughs> Anyways, Diane also suggests, my Aunt Diane, spritzing your house with eucalyptus. Added benefit, your house will smell lovely. That is yeah. Eucalyptus house. Strange. So yeah, uh, so that's that's basically all I got. Wow. Some oh. of my sources just just get this out there: a video by YouTuber channel Bedtime Stories, and a video about shadow people from Quartz, also on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Both of those sent to me by James. <laughs> uh, yeah, now it's time for my my twist story. <laughs> oh, James! Yeah. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I just need to like collect myself for okay. a second. <laughs> because I think I'm still reeling from everything we just talked about. Okay. Go for it. James, tell us. Okay. Yeah, go, go. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, we uh, so far, all of our stories, people, I just saw them, and there were no interactions. And I told you, Alex, that I'm skeptical of stories that have interactions, but that's not the whole truth. There was an interaction with me, and I, I decided to hold off. And this is why I forgot. It wasn't that I, I don't think psychologically repressed it. It's that... It was so traumatic, this particular instance, not the others. At, at a certain point, I was uh, going up the stairs. I was six years old, seven years old, yeah, in that ballpark. I, I want to say six and a half. Well, you were a little baby. A little and uh, I was walking up the stairs, and I, when I opened the door, one of the, shadow, oh, the shadow man was there, and he was just standing there. And under normal circumstances, that would be scary enough, but he grabbed me by the all the way around the brow like literally picked me up by my forehead and just flung me and bear in mind i was at the top of a staircase and uh, at that moment my oldest sister walked into the room and she saw me fall from not down a staircase and split my skull open so went to the uh hospital i all i remember from that encounter is seeing hospital lights fading in and out of consciousness and green jello uh the next day, I guess. 
So I have, I still have a dent uh, on my skull that's, I can feel it. And it's made me very cautious about the idea of ever shaving my head bald. And if I turn my neck a certain way, it feels, it like burns in a weird way. Like it's hard to explain. It feels like somebody's pouring hot water on it. I call it brain burn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, so they absolutely can hurt people is where I'm going with this. Ooh. James, <laughs> I'm so mad at you right yeah, now. Yeah, well, you know, got to do it for the audience. <laughs> is is your sister Sandy the one who saw you? Yes. Oof. Sandy. Yep, like a watermelon. Oh, my gosh, Now, now did you see him for a while after that? Or is that the last time you saw him? Uh, Until the car. You know, interesting. I don't know. I, I, you know, that's the thing is the order of times I've seen him is kind of hazy. I want to say that I saw him after that. Oof. What did you do to make him so mad? Right? Must have uh, well, again, I think if they feed off suffering. Oof. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think I'm about done for the night. Just, hey, how about this? <laughs> Go watch some Honey Boo Boo. It'll soothe your soul. Mama June. <laughs> Mama June. Uh, or you can be like Cece and turn on Disney Channel. For yeah, we're going to watch some Mickey Mouse Clubhouse before we go to bed tonight. <laughs> Uh, the the background music the background music for my story we need background music for my story we need to play uh, Moonlight Sonata while I'm telling that oh story my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, <laughs> it's his favorite song oh man I, that's um, funny that's listeners funny. if you have creepy shadow people stories I don't want to read them but I do want to read them yeah I want to hear them mm. send them to us 13th floor podcast at gmail.com yeah. If you have topics that you want to hear us talk about, you want to hear us talk about another really terrifying thing, I won't look forward to the research, but I'll do it. Send us your topics, <laughs> 13thfloorpodcast.gmail.com or on Instagram at 13thfloorpodcast or on Twitter at 13thfloorpod. All right. I got a quick, quick question. James, yours has already been answered. Cece, do you really believe shadow people are there or was it a figment of your imagination? I think they're there. <laughs> That's why I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So I really do think that they actually exist. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I forgot that I'd seen them until I saw them again. And yeah, you didn't think you saw one. I am like convinced I, you saw one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell oh, myself man. I didn't. But yeah, there like, you go. I used to have lots of really strange, like kind of ghostly encounters growing up. And mm, uh, a family, family friend told me that I was a psychic because I'm a, a, a Pisces. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But I did have really weird experiences growing up. So, like, I do believe in stuff like this. So, mm, I think sad. that, like, when it comes to shadow people, there are clearly cases where it's like this person has a case of sleep paralysis or maybe they might have, like, a chemical imbalance in their brain that is causing Agreed. them to see these things. But I think that the fact that there are so many stories from so many different people that are so similar – there's something more to it. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing that keeps me on it is that there's a lot of people telling these stories, but I'm a little skeptical, but knowing two people that have seen it and genuinely believe it definitely has me scratching my head. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, you'll Ugh. be a believer by the end of the day. Oh, James. <laughs> no. <laughs> if one shows up, James, I'm coming after you. 
<laughs> no, we're going to pack our bags. And then it'll we're be a two-person hotel. And we're going to go to a hotel. Okay, guys. Um, Don't forget the plugs. Yeah. Uh, well, we need to pick out our topic for next week. Oh, man. I'm jumping ahead now. Pick it. Pick it. Pick it out of the jar. If we pick ghosts, we'll choose another one. Mm-hmm. What is it? <laughs> it's ghosts. It's ghosts. So we're gonna pick another. It's one. ghosts. Okay. It's a little too. We want to do two. We did that two weeks, two back. times in a row. That's it. That's funny. Well, then we might want to hold off on this one. No, actually, no. This is a user or this is a reader request one. This is different. This is different. This is different. Uh, Near death experiences Ooh. suggested to us by Sandy. Sandy, thank you for suggesting yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, Sandy. I can't wait to do this one. This is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different accounts. Mm. Well, viewers, if you've ever had a near-death experience, send it in to us. Yeah, I would be really... This is one I really want people to send in. Yeah. Like, it's not something I want to experience ever. And so I want to hear about yours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to add? Yeah, one little thing. You know, it's weird. Once you said that, Alex... Every death is a near-death experience. It just goes a little farther. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that wouldn't be a near-death experience. That'd be a death experience, right? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, (laughs) now what were you going to say, Alex? (laughs) (sighs) Semantics. Okay, all right, guys. Our music is signaled by Grant Cook. Alex, where can you find his music? Amazon Music, iTunes, YouTube Music, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to music. Yeah, so you guys, until next time, keep, keep it strange. strange. That was good. Yeah. Bye, guys. Conclusion, toast doesn't exist.